Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. I'm Dr. Rowan Nadler. Dr. Kathy Greenberg is here with me today. You know, and Kathy and I have been doing this now for 16 years. And you know, both Kathy and I were executive coaches, but we're also emotional intelligence thought leaders. We have years of experience that we've been helping leaders to perform in the top 10%. That top 10% is a tipping point of sorts. Uh, when you get into the top 10%, some of the research is saying that you're as much as twice as valuable uh, to the organization. So that's why we always are focusing on tips, tools, things that you can do <clears throat> to be in that top 10%. And, you know, we've been focusing on top performers. What do you do in the moment? <clears throat> the spotlight is on you in the moment. So we like to say, uh, Kathy and I, that we're on the input side, input about yourself, input about others. So on the output side, you can be exceptional. What comes out of your mouth is best decisions, best judgments, best communications. And we've been focusing on this for quite a while. Our current book that we have together, Emotional Brilliance, uh, Live a Stressless, Fearless Life, uh, is out. You can also get it on Amazon anyplace else. But you also can go on Audible and get the, um, the audio. You can go to our website, www.emotionalbrilliance.com slash academy, and there you can get our free ebook, 11 Reasons Why Leaders Need Emotional Intelligence. And Kathy, let me bring you on in before we get into more of our data and research. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. That, that was... Um... I think that's the first time I've actually received an official welcome other than, hi, Kathy, and I'm just totally stunned because I don't know what the heck to say to that. Um, first of all, you know, as, as we look at uh, where we are uh, going into the new year, we're, um, we're faced with a lot of the same issues that we had coming into this year. And uh, one of the things that we love to do, given our background, is help people understand that we are both research-based. Just a little data point here. Um, I I think this is still uh, the the case with uh, Gallup telling us uh, that corporate engagement has actually reduced uh, from 36% to 34% and disengagement increased Mm -hmm. from 14% to 16%. And I think... Really, last I heard from some colleagues who were working with me on a, a project recently, that's taken a further nosedive. And a lot of that has to do with what we're doing in the corporate environment, bringing people back into a workplace where we are still evolving and transitioning. And one of the things that we know, and you and I have done this show a couple times on why people are hitting these records of quiet quitting, why organizations are dealing with what they call the the quiet resignation, which is taking a break evidently during the holidays here and going into the new year because people need the money. They recognize that the bonuses uh, that they have worked so hard for uh, will, um, will help them withstand some of their reservations but, you know, our backgrounds are well-suited for this kind of work. Uh, obviously, right. you know, you are, you know, one of the world's uh, experts on emotional intelligence, and you've written many, many books on the subject, and, of course, we have our current book. But you are, you know, recognized as a, a global resource for emotional intelligence as a team trainer. You've got a, a blog on psychology today, which is, you know, getting hundreds of thousands of hits and you continue to bring the light to people um, that don't understand why they're reacting uh, in the current environment. And so, you know, we're very grateful to you for that. We also know you've been doing some 
great deep work uh, in the area of emotional intelligence in teams and in healthcare. And of course, in today's environment, where can we find uh, a better resource um, than Dr. Ellie Nadler, my dear friend, who I've worked with here for so many years. But, you know, I think today's show is going to be um, interesting. We're going to kind of reflect on some of the things that we know are important for everybody to hit that EB bullseye, that emotional brilliance bullseye. Right. Well, let me say a little bit about that. I know, Kat, it's always good to work with you. You have such a great background working for some of the biggest consulting firms. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I, I'm uh, in the process of application working with this other organization. So they asked all these different questions. I added up all the different companies I've worked with over my uh, my career. Basically, it's just all the folders I have for each company. And I'm curious about how many of you guys are approximate. So basically, when I did my count, 225 different companies, organizations, agencies, you know, some are nonprofit, many of our are um, Fortune 100 plus smaller startups. So I think, you know, that experience is really, really helpful. How many do you think that you, you've had? Because I know in your consulting work, <laughs> you probably each each year work with, you know, a handful, and then you add that up over the years. Yeah, I guess we're giving away our age with this summation, but the reality <laughs> is, you know, we've been around for a while. Um, there's no doubt for, for our audience uh, who we bring great value to uh, just by being here. Uh, we have... I know in my career, I've served, wow, uh, with uh, big, large companies, probably probably close to that amount on a global basis. I know I've worked with yeah. uh, the top 50 to 100 Fortune, uh, you know, 100 to Fortune 500 companies. And uh, I know that in the past decade, although I've been very focused on a myriad of agencies uh, in the public safety sector and the law enforcement and the paramilitary military sector, uh, we, you know, we don't realize how many divisions each of those agencies have, but uh, I'm sure it's up there and it, it's uh, yeah. interesting when we okay. go through that exercise. I know. It was kind of interesting when you added up. Well, let me say a little bit more just about kind of where we're at today and, and then we can move into some of our tips and, and tools. Yeah, you, know, you mentioned some of the definitely. research we we know from Gallup. Um, and one of the things um, that they're saying, they have a uh, global emotions report. And what they've noticed is that our negative emotions, we're having a lot more negative emotions. Now, this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. I mean, <laughs> we're experiencing it all. But so what are those? Stress, sadness, anger, worry, and physical pain. So all of us are having more stress, more sadness. You know, we've either lost significant others. You know, you think about the million people who have died of COVID here in the States and people have lost their jobs and um, anger, you know, anger about either um, anger about people who are lost uh, or your job or just dealing with the way the, the world is. Um, so we have a lot of anger. We have worry physical pain. And so all of this leans on the leader. And we know from the research, our listeners, and many of you are leaders in organizations or leaders in your family, that you have 70% influence over the culture, over the engagement. And so how are you using it? And so why are we doing the show? If you stay on automatic, you stay average. And we're trying to give you tools and tips to be intentional and exceptional. And so everything is more now. And who are they looking at to help? 75% of people are saying they need more emotional support at work and home. And that's you, the listener. And are you able to provide that for them? And one of the key things is having uh, empathy, being a good listener, and really being able to not necessarily solve people's problems. You know, the coach approach versus the expert approach is really to let people um, look at their inner resources and how they can deal with the situations. And so one of the tools and tips, and especially as we are leaving Thanksgiving, moving into the holidays uh, in the next you know, three, four weeks, are you able to really hear 
and have the people close to you at work and home be seen, be be heard. And so those are the the tips and tools that we're having. Yeah, we're going to talk more about all these tsunami of emotions and how we can deal with them at work and at home after this break. I don't want to cut you off, so hold that thought. We're going to be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News, How to Survive the Holidays. the boardroom to you voice america business network icy tech like the hard-working men and women that get up every day and do their job the ones that stop at nothing to make sure that it's done right it's not just an effort it's not just know-how it's a way of life icy tech has been with you since 1998 with the veteran community being behind you, we understand. With quality, with passion, we follow you in this way of life. Icy Tech, for those who get it. Icy Tech is a proud sponsor of the Emotional Brilliance Academy, where e-learning is leading edge. How can you be brilliant in the moment, given the daily challenges you face at work and home? How can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. And as I said, going into the break, we're going to talk about surviving the holidays. And we're going to do that uh, with one of our colleagues, uh, Andy McDowell, who's going to talk to you about how to generate your value and the tools to do that. And today, uh, Andy, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you. Uh, thank you so much for the invite uh, to come on your show. I'm excited for our conversation ahead. So a little bit of background uh, on you, uh, Andy. You uh, come from an engineering background. Uh, you are at the founder of an entrepreneurial small business coaching and consulting firm. It's called Generate Your Value, and you have a, a, a podcast as well called uh, the Generate Your Value podcast. You've spent about 22 years with Boeing, and then you always felt that um, you needed to be more like a coach than a boss, which translated over the years in your career. Uh, from many organizations uh, into where you are now. And in this podcast, we're going to tap into you for some of these tools for how to generate your value, both in your personal and professional life, and we're excited to get started. Fire away. Well, so let me jump in. Yeah, let me jump in with the first question, uh, Andy, and I also just want to reiterate your website, www generate your value, just as it sounds, dot com. Generate your value dot com. You can see and hear more about Andy. 
So give us a little background about uh, who've been some of your major influences kind of led you to where you're at today. We'll start with that. Uh, well, first and foremost would be my father. Um, he grew up uh, through the ranks of corporate leadership in the area of sales. Um, and he's sort of a dichotomy of myself in that uh, he's a techno technophobe and wouldn't come even close to uh, touching a personal computer when it first came out. Um, on the day on the day that I walked across the stage to grab my first college degree from Georgia Tech, <clears throat> his wise words to me that have always stuck in my head through throughout my career, my life was, uh, "Andy, just because you can build it doesn't mean you can sell it." Huh. And you know what really strikes home to me in that in that comment is that uh, the world is made up of wants, needs, and desires, and you got to make sure that you're addressing those um, before you try and bring it to market. So you may have a good idea, um, but if it's not fulfilling a, a need or a desire or a want at that time, then it's best to sort of put it on the shelf and wait for the timing to occur in the world that, it does address a want, need, or desire, uh, and let that be your guide, you know, from a from a business perspective. But you can also turn around into a life perspective, right? We as human beings have want, needs, and desires, and just because you might have a strength in a particular area and think somebody might need it, the reality is, if you don't sit down and have a conversation and understand the person who they are and what their wants, needs, and desires are, then your great idea or your great approach to helping them may not be a good fit, and it's time to put it on the shelf and address it from a different perspective or idea to bring value mm -hmm. to that want, need, or desire that a human being has at that moment. And, you know, Andy, doesn't it strike you, because you and Relly and I have been around long enough, to know that these wants, needs, and desires have been continually met over this, you know, era that we're in using different terms, uh, purpose-driven life, uh, mm -hmm. feeling, um, you know, connected to your work, uh, the whole idea of um, the current environment where people need to constantly be in a state of of gratitude or, or positivity. When you think about where does value lie in this world and why is it so important that we focus these programs and strategies mm. over the decades and trying to root this out in a person, um, can you talk a little bit about, in your opinion, where does this value live in the world? Well, value comes... Um and I talk a lot about this on my podcast. I talk a lot about it in interviews is that value comes in different shapes, sizes, and colors, right? There's physical value, emotional value, financial value, relationship value, product value. I mean, the list, you and three of us could sit here for a half an hour to talk about the different shapes, sizes, and colors that value comes in. So, um, I'm a big love versus fear person. So, If, if you're truly going to bring value into the world, uh, like I stated before, you have to understand where 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 the uh, needs and desires are, and then try and figure out, okay, what what form, what shape, what color of value needs to be brought to the table in a sign of love, or in the world of love, um, that is going to uh, be received as love by somebody else. I mean, it's, uh, in the business world, it's uh, servant leadership. Uh, in, in in life, it's being a servant uh, to others, to be others-focused, to um, develop yourself, lead yourself in such a way that you've got the 
tools, skills, uh, I call them muscles, like creativity, creativity muscles, to, to A, understand value comes in different shapes, sizes, and colors, and B, what is the appropriate um, way in those shapes, colors, and sizes of value uh, to bring forward in that moment such that it is felt as some kind of shape, size, form of love by the other person. Mm. And so value lives everywhere in the world because it comes in different shapes, sizes, and colors. The question is, do you have enough of it in your quiver that you can pull it out uh, as an arrow, using an analogy, pull it out of your quiver because you've taken the time to listen and to understand where the person is at that moment and pull it out of your quiver uh, to, to generate it, if you will, in such a way that it's felt as love by the other person and pushes them forward or closer to a state of joy, happiness, and success in their life. So those are uh, uh, great words and, and a really big concepts, and it is interesting, uh, Andy, hearing from you, kind of, you know, given your technical background, uh, you know, even, even using the word love in business, and I'm sure you you people may raise an eyebrow and stuff, and, and we're certainly with you with that. And a lot of it is kind of like you're saying, how do you package that? How do you communicate that? Uh, obviously, you've been doing it, uh, you know, in your practice and your business. So let's say um, someone's interested in in this and some of the, the value, generating value you bring. What are, what are some of the business tools that – you would bring to them to kind of start that, you know, it sounds like connecting you feeling some of that love and then for them to feel it, you know, how do you go about that? What are some of the, maybe your key tools that, that help you? So I'm a firm believer in part of my, my, my platform in the coaching that I do is to illustrate or show how much business overlaps life. And, and it all boils mm-hmm. down to what we were just talking about a few minutes ago about uh, human beings having wants, needs, and desires, just like the whole reason businesses are set up is to address wants, needs, and desires of the marketplace, whether it's a business-to-consumer or a business-to-business relationship or product-service that you offer. Um, so if, if we're, if we're going to u- use that as our foundation... Uh, business strategy tools uh, can be a great guidepost for us to try and figure out how it is that we want to develop a life strategy for ourselves that's mm-hmm. going to lead us to a life of joy, happiness, and success and generating value in the world. So one tool to, to look at uh, in business strategy, we use a tool to try and understand where are we sitting in the world today? in the business world. Where are we in the marketplace? Uh, we have to have a very honest and open and truthful conversation amongst the people around the table about where do we think we sit. And we use a tool called a SWOT analysis tool. Hmm. SWOT stands for strength, weakness, opportunity, threat. And uh, Typically, you just take a whiteboard or a big sheet of paper, or you draw a rectangle and divide it into four smaller rectangles. You write strength, weakness, opportunity, threat in each one, and then you have a very candid, open conversation about where do we, where do we think our strengths are in the marketplace, where do we think our weaknesses are, where we have opportunities for growth, and where do we have threats or disruptors that's going to stop us from being successful. Now, if we take that tool and swap out the word love for opportunity and fear for threat, we can now use that same structure or that same tool to look at where do we sit in life in the world? What do we feel like are our strengths, uh, whether it be skills, talents, uh, values, character, whatever type things, uh, where are our weaknesses, where we feel like we have rooms for improvement, uh, what are our loves in life, our passions? Where do we have those opportunities for growth um, 
to achieve a life of joy, happiness, and success every day for ourselves. And then lastly, where are our fears? Because it's our fears that stop us or disrupt us from mm-hmm. achieving what we really want out of life, what we want uh, in an effort to have joy, happiness, and success every day out of our life. And so... Once again, we have to be very honest with ourselves, take some time out with our favorite beverage, water, coffee, bourbon, whatever it may be, in a few hours and sit down and be very honest and truthful with ourselves, just like we'd have to do that in the business world. Um, and once we have finished, we have a pretty good idea of where we feel like we sit at the moment in life. And then that leads into a dialogue of, okay, what kind of plan do we need to put together to take us to where we would like to be, what kind of life would we like to have? If we're not seeing there at the moment, what do we need to do uh, in terms of training or growth or self-help or go to therapy or whatever it may be that would then enable us to live a life full of joy, happiness, and success every, every day out of our life. And so that's the kind of thought process and analogy I've used successfully over the years, uh, both in my career at Boeing Mm -hmm. and so forth, and in my coaching practice today to help people start looking at their lives from a self-leadership perspective Mm -hmm. um, and start moving them in the right direction to get to where they want to be. Hey, Andy, can you talk a little bit about a case study? You don't have to give out any names, maybe just... uh some details about how you took someone using exactly what you just described and Mm -hmm. taught them how to learn to be a kind of a life coach versus a leader. And what's it look like so that our audience can get an understanding of how you approach that and what the end point was. Uh, so to be a life coach rather than a boss is really um, a philosophical difference, right? So it's, it's, a, it's an acknowledgement and saying, I've hired this individual to come in and be um, a member of my team. I feel like they have talents and skills, attitude, desires, so forth, um, that are going to be a, a, a strong and positive contributor to the team. And this person on the other side of the table for me has made a decision to come join our team. They're going to invest their talents and skills and more, most importantly, time uh, to our team to contribute to the bigger cause. And I, as a leader, have made a choice to bring this person into the team because I think I see that in the individual. And I'm going to invest my time from a leadership perspective to uh, work to get the the most out of this person, to contribute, to generate as much value, if you will, to our team as possible. So it all starts with um, a mindset and a leadership style that says, we're looking for the win-win here. And I'm going to sit and just listen for a while, ho- hoping that you'll be open enough with me and trust me enough. Mm-hmm. And create, and I've created an emotionally safe environment here that, at the very least, you'll talk to me about your career. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to get onto the life side, I will meet you there. I will respect it. I will honor it. I will keep it confidential. And we can have a conversation on the life side as well. But... I want to create an environment of trust um, and emotional safety that we can have this one-on-one dialogue that uh, has an understanding in an environment that you would like as the employee to see a return on your investment, which is your time, your energy, your skills, your talents. And I would like to see a return on my investment in, A, choosing you to be a member of the team, but also giving you the tools and skills um, necessary for you to be successful. Because at the end of the day, as a leader, what I get graded on the most is results. And I know that I'm going to get the best results if I can get the best out of you. 
at this very moment, as well as in the future, as hopefully you're going to be growing uh, in your career and your capabilities to handle bigger and uh, bigger complex items within the business, maybe even become a leader yourself uh, from that perspective. So when I work with a client, we have to get through that phase first in terms of a, of a mindset and, and seeing how that creates a better environment. And then we start looking at self-leadership skills in terms of, okay, what is it going to take for you to actually execute on that mindset mm-hmm. um, that you can do this for, for the individual across, across the table? So, does that answer the question? Um, a lot of what you're... Yeah. I think, uh, and yes, I would say a lot of it, uh, and, and we'll get into some more specific examples, but a lot of it certainly resonates with Kathy and I. Um, you know, we do coaching organizations, uh, you know, each day. And, but what you're bringing to the boss is a different mindset, you know, because typically, and I know I get challenged with this, I'm sure you do, and Kathy also, it's the time frame. And, you know, I got this result. I got to get this going. You know, we got this deliverable. It's almost mm. like I don't have time for this stuff, you know, which really um, coaching and leadership we talk about is slow thinking, you know, but the business world is fast thinking, you know, get this, get this out, right. what does this do? So just a bit of slow down is, is challenging and this slow thinking. And then, you know, so how do you, Get someone, well, first, how do you get them in front of you, given everybody's so busy? I know that's always a challenge. But then to be okay, and maybe this is the value generation, this is this conversation that we, that you don't normally have. And that's what I talk about a lot is this is kind of an oasis, and it's a reflective time to focus on stuff that you never have time to really focus on. And because everything's so busy and you get locked into what we said earlier in the show, if you stay on autopilot, you stay average. And we're really trying to have conversations with people mm-hmm. that they can be exceptional. So how do you, you know, how do you navigate that? Because it sounds like there's some upfront trust building explanation about how your methodology is, is, is different when they got, you know, after they finished talking to you, they got this report or whatever they got to generate um, that they can be present with you. Because I, I know behind the clock, behind them, the clock is ticking. Yeah, so for me, it's, uh, you know, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. For, for me, that slowness that you talked about is up front in the very first 30 days, mm-hmm. 60 days of that relationship uh, to create the foundation, right? If you think of it as building the house to create the foundation for a great relationship with the employee that, you know, the end of X number of years with the employee that the house is finished, but you got to start with a great foundation and so it's 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 worth that investment in terms of time and a little bit of slowness mm-hmm. at the very beginning before they truly get deep and mired into the day-to-day activities um you know another analogy i use is i, mean, I use this phrase with my clients all the time is are, are you are you working in your business or are you working on your business mm-hmm uh, same way you can use that phrase with your life too. Are you working in your life? Are you just doing the rudimentary things? Got to get the kids to soccer practice to school. Uh, we got a social function Saturday night. You're just involved in the tactics, if you will, the processes of life. Uh, and you're never taking the time to invest in yourself and working on your life. But well, we need a balance between. Yeah, we're going to come right back. I'm going to ask you to just hold that thought. Uh, Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. How can you be brilliant in the moment? Given the daily challenges you face at work and home, how can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? 
Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practice of Top Performers. We are talking with Andy McDowell about how to be a top performer by generating value. He has a website, www.generateyourvalue.com, where you can see some of his services and kind of get a little deeper look into how do you generate your value. And so with that, uh, Andy, I kind of want to zero in on the, the terms generate and extracting value. Maybe you can give us an example, but those are pretty interesting of generating value and extracting value. So how do you, how do you go about that? Maybe you could give us a little bit more input. Yeah, so generating and extracting, you can almost think of it as giving and receiving, right? So mm-hmm. um, we, we talked about value comes in different shapes, sizes, and colors, and when when you're generating value, you're, you're going through a creation or creativity process uh, to be able to, to have that, to, to give to somebody else in, in the appropriate size, shape, or color uh, to meet a, uh, a desire or a need. Uh, when, you, when you get into an exchange, um, you know, you almost think of it, we're, we're in the... Um, start of the holiday season here. So there's a lot of gift giving, right? So you're going to go, you're going to go to the store and purchase a gift uh, in order to, to give it to somebody else as a present. You're going to generate that value per se in the form of a present. Uh, and then you're going, you're going to give or exchange the, the um, present to this individual who's then going to receive that gift and therefore is extracting the value that you're giving um, for their own pleasure, for their own joy, happiness, and success. Now, it's a very simple and rudimentary example. Life can get a lot more complex than that, but 
that is considered somewhat of a, of a fair exchange, right? Just like you give currency or money when you're purchasing an item that's considered a fair exchange. But when you run into a situation where somebody is always extracting, 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 extracting value out of a relationship that is not in turn generating value in the other person in some size, shape, or color, and then we get into a, a problem or an issue. You know, resentment starts building and um, dysfunctions in the relationship and so forth. Uh, I'm sure you guys could talk a lot better about that than myself and those uh-huh. examples. But that's what we mean by generating and extracting is um, r- really about that sort of giving-receiving kind of dynamic uh, in the world, you know, value is, I don't know, can, can we say, I'm just thinking out loud here, can you say it's, uh, you know, like the Einstein's uh, form of relativity and energy, you know, energy is, is uh, neither created nor um, destroyed. Well, can we say the same thing about value? That might be a question for a bottle of wine. Yeah. Let me ask you a little bit about these two most fundamental qualities that you speak of, um, that you teach, that you use in your coaching that drive our lives. Can you get a little bit more specific about what those those two fundamental qualities are? Well, one we've already talked about, which is, uh, you know, the love versus fear, um, Dynamic. So, what what is the center basis for your life? Right? Are you um, is well? That's sort of the second one. The one that precedes that is your is is intention. So, do you have yeah. intention with with your life? Uh, do mm-hmm. you? And I get into this very early in my coaching with my client is to understand, do you feel like you own your life? Do you feel like you're the CEO of your life? Do you feel like you can have an impact on your life by your choices? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're living an intentional life, the answer to those questions is yes. I'm, I feel like I'm the CEO of my life. I have some direction or intention in steering it in a certain direction. And I'm going to do that with my choices in life that serve that intention. And then the second one is, is the center point of your life based on love or fear. When you go to make those choices, if you decided you're going to live an intentional life and you've checked that box and now you're going to make your choices are you intentional or introspective in your life that when you when you've reached a decision point in the major items in your life are you dissecting enough to understand the influence that love and fear have in that decision making because if we're living in a life of fear if we were looking at that analysis tool we were talking earlier about and we have a lot of fears in there that's keeping us in our comfort zone. When we're making choices in our life, we tend to have a tendency of fear is the center point in our decision-making or the choices that we make in our life. We're keeping ourselves comfortable, um, which doesn't, which limits us in the potential of the life that we can have for ourselves and the impact we can have in the world. So it doesn't matter if you're talking about your life or in business and your leadership within business. Those are two fundamental things that we should always, always, every single day of our life be looking at is whether, you know, we have that sense of direction and attention on our life and then how is love and fear? And if we have too much fear in our life, what are we doing to try and move across that boundary using courage to get more into a love-focused life uh, where love is the major player in how we address and make decisions in our life. Yeah. So what I heard so were either. intention and choices. Yes. Okay, great. You know, we only have about um, a few minutes left here before we're going to start winding down. 
talk a little bit about uh, this. I, I'm really curious. I'm kind of throwing you a little curveball here. But how does this, um, you've talked about it a lot, this love versus fear dynamic play in a leader-employee relationship. And I want to preface it specifically with what we are dealing with right now. We have employees who have been working at home. They now come back to the office. Uh, There's a lot of conflict going on about whether they're getting their needs met because now they can't work Mm -hmm. at home where they were getting their needs met. Um, I've dealt with this firsthand with my family, Um, my son-in-law, who works for a large global company, uh, did better working at home. And because of that, he was allowed to stay at home and he's feeling really loved <laughs> by his company. And there's no fear right. in that dynamic any longer. But there are a lot of people, I was just talking to some folks last week um, uh, on a Zoom, it's a global company. Uh, and um, they had individuals both in the UK and in Australia who had developed immune uh, disorders and have to work from home. And there's a lot of animosity towards them. And so talk a little bit about how this leader-employee relationship can get better by understanding these love versus fear dynamics. Yeah, so the whole the whole pandemic was... Um took a big searchlight, so to speak, and sh- shined a light on fear, right? Um, we have a very divisive world where fear is being um, accentuated and uh, thrown at each other and so forth, and, it's, and, and, and now it's playing over on the business side uh, from the perspective that people got a, a taste of working from home, which is... Uh, a better dynamic maybe for them. They feel more emotionally safe in doing it, whether it be because of the pandemic itself or uh, because they had long commutes and it enables them to, you know, live a fuller life because they can get to life activities after work so much quicker instead of having to suffer through a 30 to 45 minute commute home to just uh, to get through that, just even to start that process where they could do it in five minutes when they're from home. So they've seen the, they've seen the benefit out of it. Now the question is, can, can business work with that dynamic and still get the results that they're looking for? So um, it's a great opportunity for business to sort of if we're going to shine the spotlight on fear, then let's shine the spotlight on love as well and take this new world that we're living in and how can we, you know, one plus one equals three. How can we have truthful and honest conversations to find that right combination of things um, such that we can get the results that we're looking for? Remember earlier in our conversation, we stated the number one thing that we want is the best results. That's what we're getting judged on. So how can we work with this dynamic? Uh, I think the biggest challenges for businesses is, yeah, we could do that for each individual, but how do we, how do we create a fair environment across the board for all of our employees from a policy perspective that gets the outcome that we're looking for? And um, I, I don't think, Leaders or management or executives can can make those decisions in isolation by themselves. I think it's a great opportunity to you know garner feedback from from their staff and employees and take things under consideration and do that as an act of love uh, by having that conversation and trying to develop the best policy possible for that individual company. And that may be different for one company versus another company, particularly as the culture of the company comes into play. But uh, that's where I see the love versus fear dynamic coming in the current situation is let's, let's get away from the divisiveness and let's have open dialogues, trusting dialogues with each other and find the best solution for all of us. So Andy, we're coming to the end here and, uh, 
Uh, one of the things I just wanted to jump on just to kind of tie this into where we're going around intention. You know, we just mm-hmm. came out of Thanksgiving. And now using that intention that you're saying, which is so important, goes back to what we said earlier, are you, are you on autopilot or using your attention? What's your goals, not, not you, Andy, but for our audience, what's your goals as we move into the holiday? What's your intention for your family members? Could you come up with a goal for each of your key family members? What worked over Thanksgiving? What would you like to see that's even better? And what would be your goal to use your intentionality? So just to be able to you know, apply some of the things that you're saying, Andy, and for people that want to get more information uh, from him and uh, what Andy brings to the table, www.generateyourvalue.com. Kath, I'll hand it over to you to bring us home. Yeah, I love that, looking at how you can apply these uh, to goals going into uh, the new year. And I think we're going to stay on that for the next few shows uh, as we go through uh, November, December into January. And uh, Andy, thank you very much uh, for sharing your insights with us. And for those of you who are always tuning in to tune up your performance, we thank you for being our partner at Leadership Development News. And don't forget to go to www.emotionalbrilliance.com backslash academy for all your free, wonderful, absolutely goal-focused things that can help you be a better you anytime, anywhere, anyplace, and it's free. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Take care. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.